Yo, what's good? It's the Money Fiends. You're rocking with your boy, Mac. My boy, Mikey, is on the way. My boy, Malachi, right now is out here teaching the youth. You know what I'm saying? The three-headed monster that is the Money Fiend team. Excited to bring y'all another episode full of heat. We got a special guest here today that, that's really going to drop some knowledge. His, his his energy just came into my paradigm very recently, but I, I can tell it's an uplifting spirit, and, and it's going to be a great conversation overall. Uh, so without further ado, I'm going to let my brother introduce himself. Let the people know where, where they can find you at. Let them know some of the things you got going on, bro, and then we're going to get to chopping it up. Okay. Um, Terrence Garvin. Um, you can find me on Instagram. I was, I'm on the gram. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook, all the good stuff. Um, yeah, I'm out here in Pittsburgh. I'm just working. I'm just putting it together, putting life together, I call it. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm out here doing life moves, setting up for my next couple years and kind of just getting right. That's really that's where I'm at with it. No doubt, no doubt. That's that's dope. I, I feel like that's kind of a position where a lot of people are at right now, bro. And, and shout out to Pittsburgh as well, bro. That's one of my favorite cities, you know, Baltimore, <laughs> Baltimore boy. But but Pittsburgh yeah. might be the most slept on place ever. Uh, what's your favorite parts of the, of the city out there, and how are you enjoying your time right now during COVID? Um, I mean, it's COVID, so you know everything's kind of like ducked off. Everything's kind of shutting down pretty early, but. Pittsburgh's all right. It's small. It's not like a huge city. You know what I mean? But it's somewhere like when I first got into the to the league, my uh my mom ended up coming out to Pittsburgh. You know what I mean? I had some stuff happen with my family with my dad and all, and I ended up moving my mom to Pittsburgh. So she ended up liking it out here. I done bounced around to a couple of teams. I done been in about every city. I done lived in about every city you could live in out here. So it's like Pittsburgh's just a base for me. It's somewhere I can say like I'm into this real estate stuff pretty tough. You know what I mean? So it's somewhere I could say, like, it's a good market. It's somewhere I got a little base here, a little spot, and it's, it can grow. So that's where I'm at a little bit right now. A thousand percent. No, that's dope. I'm going to be coming through there next month, bro. We're going to have to break bread for yeah. sure. For yeah, sure. But sure. let's let's talk about your journey uh, a little bit. You alluded to being in the league, but, you know, kind of what was your journey to the league overall and, and, and you know, where did you grow up, things like that, so you can enlighten the listeners? Yeah, uh, I grew up in Maryland. I grew up in Baltimore. Uh, well, kind of, I grew up at, like, that's one of the things I haven't moved a lot. Like I moved a lot growing up, but, um, I went to Loyola. So I started off, I was playing football. I always kind of been like this athlete, this football player, I guess you could call it. But that was just one of the things I say I did, but I got a scholarship in sixth grade. So six through 12, I was on scholarship at uh, Loyola Blakefield, that, that, um, school in Towson. So I did that. I rocked there for a minute. I ended up getting out of there. I went to West Virginia. And I don't know, like, that's been my process. I went to West Virginia. I did. I was at West Virginia for four years. I played on, I was on the football team up there. We won the Orange Bowl. So I was on some pretty successful teams. I was around a lot of successful people. You know what I mean? I was with the Tavons of the world, the Bruce Irvins of the world, just these different people. So I did that. I left there and I ended up going to the Steelers. So I was on Pittsburgh for three years. My first year, I was up there with the Steelers, you can call it. Like, I was there. I was there with Troy Palomalu. I was there with um, Larry Foote, Lamar Woodley. I was there with these people that you would call, like, the Steelers. Like, when you think about the Steelers, like, I was there with all them. My coach was uh, Coach LeBeau, you know what I mean? So, my first year, they moved me from safety to linebacker. And it's always a funny story. I always tell it, like, when he gave me the playbook telling me a linebacker, I kind of gave it back to him. I was like, coach, I play safety. Like, that's not really what, who I am. But 
I ended up doing that. I was on a three-day tryout. So I made the team. So they always used to kind of joke with me to be like, you're the first person we've seen make our team from the three-day trial. So that was pretty, that was, I guess you can say that was encouraging. I did that for three years and went to the, um, I went to the Redskins. So I was on the Redskins for a year. That went all right. We had some stuff happen in the whole organization. I ended up leaving there and going to the Seahawks. So I was on the Seahawks for a year. That was cool. I was with, I was with the Richard Shermans of the world. Bobby Wagner, Cliff Averill, just all the big name people. Jimmy Graham, you know what I mean? Russell Wilson. Like I was with some pretty cool people. So that was that was a good experience. I learned a lot there. I left there. I went to Miami. Then I was on San Francisco. Then I was in that AF League on the Orlando Apollo. I was playing for Steve Spurrier. I was um trying to think whoever who else was. It was some pretty, I would say famous, they're older people were our coaching staff. You know what I mean? And I left there and I did the XFL last spring. I was on the uh, St. Louis Battlehawks. And that was good. That was a pretty cool experience. So I've been around. I've, I've bounced around a little bit, but I've been doing this football thing for a long time, but I've been professional for about eight years. So it's like I've been rocking for a little bit. So no doubt. Bit. No, that's dope, bro. That's dope. And I love to see you smiling through that journey. And I can tell, you know, you got to be around a lot of cool experiences through doing that. But yeah, bro, would you say that like, you know, through football, um, you do you have any like specific relationships that you still leverage, you know, to this day? Um, I know you moved around, but have you been able to, you know, set up any any deep relationships um, through moving through the league? Yeah, I would. I would say, I'm honestly, everywhere I've went, I've gotten pretty tight with different people. You know what I mean? It's different relationships that it's like I say like this, like in football and on your journeys, you have different people that you'll meet in your life. You know what I mean? Certain certain relationships will be for them few minutes. You know what I mean? Some of them you'll carry for a long time. And so I would say I would say, say I carried a lot of those relationships through my life. You know what I mean? I would say a lot of these is some relationships that I've brought with me that is people I talk to every day. I talk to like Isaiah P, you know what I mean? Like Vince Williams, I talked to, I was just talking to him yesterday, Sean Spence, like a lot of my boys I've played with through my journey is still some of my better friends. So it's like, I definitely still keep up with a lot of people. But to me, to me, I feel like that's important. Like that's kind of what you go through your journey for. You know what I mean? You get these relationships and these people that you connect with and it's kind of like, it it, it helps grow you. You know what I mean? Because in a sense, like, it's kind of like you show your friends, you can kind of show where you're headed. Like I'm growing with people that's really either kind of went through the dark and bright times that I went through too. You know what I mean? So they can relate to different things or it's just, I just feel like I have a good group of people kind of forming around me. I would say that. No, no, bro. That's dope. And that's, that's honestly the most priceless thing you can really do, bro. Uh, I want you to, to walk the followers and, and the listeners through right now, being one of the only people to be able to transition from, a three-day child to to making the squad, you know, what what advice would you give to somebody that has, you know, right in front of them one shot to really go get their dreams and what kind of mindset should they have to get that done? I remember his Will Gay. He would tell me, man, just put your head down and just just put your head down, just go to work. And like don't look up till it's really just just look, don't look up. You know what I mean? I would tell I always make this joke, I can get a young boy paid, but I would tell a young boy to be, it's kind of, you got to have the right mentality. Like, it's different mentalities that, that football can put into you. And I watch this show Spartacus a lot, and it kind of reminds me of it. But you can be in this mentality of just warrior where it's just like, 
I'm the best one out here. Like, nobody's better than me. You know what I mean? And that's how you should be. You feel me? You can also have this mentality of, I'm thankful to be here. You feel me? Like, I'm thankful to be here. I still want to be the best, but I am thankful to be here. And I always, I always say, like, that gratitude, you know what I mean? Accept humility with dignity, humbleness with pride. Like, I always say that. That gratitude mentality kind of gets you the furthest, I would say. Even when you want to be the best, it still kind of don't forget that it took a lot to get there. You see what I mean? And it's kind of like, I think people do get lost in the the grind of it or lost in the, I would say, the competition of it. You know what I mean? That they get to a point where they forget, like, I am here. Like, let me make the best of it. Let me, let me fulfill different things because it's you're a football player, you're an athlete, but you're still yourself. You know what I mean? You're still your own brain. And it's kind of like you still want to grow your brain within the NFL's brain, if that makes sense. I would, That's what I would tell a young boy. I would tell a young boy, just keep your head down, lock in, you know what I mean? Work hard every day, like go out there and prove who you are every day. But yet, be be thankful, be appreciative, be happy to, I don't want to say happy to be there. I don't want to say it like that, but be appreciative, like be thankful like you are in an ability to take care of your family, you're in an ability to take care of yourself, you have the ability, just different things from this position that you're in. You see what I mean? So it's it's just take that moment, take your future into your hands and just lock in. That's what I would tell somebody. You got me fired up, bro. No cap. <laughs> That's uh, so you spoke about brand, bro. I, I, I play college as well. And, and one thing that happens, you know, you really get caught up in like people only see you as the football player, bro. But can you explain like some of your brand outside of that, bro? Some things that you would want yeah. the people to know. I mean, you're so much more than that. You know what I mean? You're a person, you're a human. Like it's just, you're so much more than just this football player. You know what I mean? It's kind of like we do get caught up in that mode of like football 24 seven every day a week. And it's, like, I'm, I'm fortunate. I've seen kind of some dark paths of football. I've seen the getting cut before. Like, I haven't got cut a bunch of times. But I have been cut one time. So I understand getting cut. You feel me? I understand that. I understand seeing people get cut. Like, in my seven, eight years, like, I've only – I've been fortunate to get cut one time. I've never – I, but I've seen dudes that I know get cut three, four, five, six times. You know what I mean? And still, you, you can lose yourself in there. I would just tell people you got to have kind of another, not another thing going. Cause I mean, I think you got to lock into your sport 24, but I think it's your brand. Like you are showing, I think that is just a piece of your brand. I think these other things that you do, like there's these, it's this bro, it's this, like I'm, I'm a member of Mega Sci-Fi, so I call, I said the bros, but that's a piece of my brand. You know what I mean? It's just different pieces of your brand that make you a hold of, get you to where you're trying to go because you have to use your different brands to get to where you're trying to get to you know what I mean whether it's different money moves whether it's this entrepreneurship whether you're trying to be a coach with it so you got to still get your knowledge in there it's just your different pieces of your brain that just takes you to where you're trying where you're trying to get to no doubt no doubt bro no yeah. I feel that wholeheartedly I'm an alpha so you know what I'm saying you know oh, shout man. out to all the D9 man y'all, <laughs> y'all the homies y'all the homies man shout out to <laughs> That must have been that must have been a, a cool experience, you know what I'm saying? Saying being a, a brother of Omega Sci Five, being at West Virginia. I know you had a good time, bro. No cap. Yeah. I mean, I think it's dope being in the frat and playing a sport or or getting to one of them higher levels of it. You know what I mean? Like you're like, I don't know, it's kinda like in football you get to meet the different bros from different places. 
you know what I mean? You get to see different stuff they got going business-wise, just different stuff. And it just, I think it connects you to different places. I think it's a big networking tool that you can use to just get to different places of your life. Yeah, bro. You, you, you just kind of, you, you, you get to know that it's like an automatic badge of like, you know, if, you, if somebody was an RA or somebody was a police officer, like you just have this knowledge of like, okay, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm an alpha, you know, you're a Q, somebody might be a cab, but we all this common understanding that's like, okay, like, right. bet. Like it's it's not too much more that needs to be said, bro. But no, that's what's up. That's what's up, brother. Uh, I wanted to ask you a question. You brought up real estate earlier, and, and as you moved through the league, were you able to analyze like different real estate markets while you were also, you know, saying keeping the main thing the main thing? Yeah, I was. I would say that's one of the things. If I went back, I would do that a little bit harder. You know what I mean? If I was to go back, probably I always say my second year, I would have grabbed a duplex. My second year and really just lived in there. And then probably about my third or fourth year, I'd have just rented that out the whole time and just different stuff like that. I tell these young boys, I'm like, when you go to these different places, like, don't be in such a hurry to I, – I believe in buying. Like, I believe, like, when you're in that league, your first, you're probably your second year, you might not know you're going to fully live in that particular, particular place. I think that was my biggest thing. I was like, I didn't know where I wanted to live. But I think you still should go ahead and get you a piece of something whether it's a duplex or I always believe in this house hacking mentality, but this little piece of something and let that make you some money while you're making your money so that you can either, no matter what, what happens when you leave the league, you can leave the league at least with a place that you have your own, like a home, your car paid for and you, and you almost create another business in doing that. You know what I mean? Just like another piece of your brand, like we were saying. So that, I, I believe in real estate. I believe like it's one of them things that is success. I believe I see all the millionaires. I see what 40% of 40% of the owners in the league are in real estate in a way. I see a lot of successful people doing that. So I believe like that's something that's important. I play with it. You know what I mean? I got a couple of different ventures I play with, but I believe that real estate is kind of one of those things that when things get hard, because I believe like if you do get cut or whenever whenever football does stop, whether you've done it for 20 years like Tom Brady or you've done it for two years like some of these practice squad people, you go through this little period of time of, I would say, finding yourself, finding yourself outside of that routine that you're used to. And I think we've seen it in different people, people's lives in different ways, and they call it CTE or they call it this disease, and they're like, oh, this is the reason that this is happening or this is happening. And is that, but yet it's still that that void of like going to that battle or going to that war, or going to that. And I think that these other things like these real estates, these trucks, these different ventures kind of give you that slow, that transition piece a little bit that you're like, all right, I can still do this and get a little bit of a rush out of taking over this or get, you, you get what I mean by that? It's kind of yes. like another, it almost gives you another piece to be like, all right, I do do football, but I do do this too. And I do this too. And I do this too. A thousand. Now nah, you're speaking to my soul, bro. You got to have those championship rings. You know, that's, that's how we yeah. feel about podcasting. That's how I feel about uh, trading. That's how I feel about investing. That's how I, feel I do. About I do a little bit of that trading. I do trading during the day a little bit. I'll play around with that. Like just little stuff like that. But it's like, those are just different nuggets. And I think as athletes, we get so blinded in our sport that we forget we can even have these little nuggets while we're still doing our major thing. You see what I mean? 
A thousand percent, bro. A thousand is just keeping the values the same. But we want to get into the first question, bro, that we ask all of our guests. Uh, listeners of the podcast, I apologize. You got to hear this breakdown again. But I told you on the first one that you're going to hear this about 500 times just because we always have new listeners coming on to the pod. So we want to give them a chance to understand what's going down. So this question that we ask all of our guests is in inspiration of us getting a studio in Baltimore, and then we'll be able to have these books lined up at the studio so our guests can come through, re-interview, you know what I'm saying, check back in with us, and then also leave a message to other guests and their books um, that are listed. So, my brother, I wanted to ask you, what is your favorite book and why? I would say The 48 Laws of Power. I believe that it gives you little nuggets, you know what I mean? Little, little I would call them life nuggets, you know what I mean? Don't try to outshine the match, just different, different nuggets. And I think it's one of those books like people should read, you know what I mean? It gives you nuggets on how to play the game, how to play life a little bit, you know what I mean? Kind of how to maneuver, but it's not that it tells you what to do. It just gives you kind of different thoughts that when you run up on certain situations or you run up on things, you're like, oh, I've read this before. I've listened to this before. Like maybe I should do it this way, or maybe I should try this or, you know what I mean? It just kind of give you a different viewpoint a little bit. That's been that's been a, a a couple of guests have had that as the favorite book, bro, and, and I definitely agree. Uh, so so in terms of you know talking about power and in some situations you know you have a lot and others you don't. You know how how do you go about assessing you know the leverage that you have in the situation based on your power in any given situation? I feel like you're always trying. I feel like you never don't have power in a situation. I just feel like it's how you use your power or how you leverage the situation you know what I mean where you're at in the situation but you always have a choice I think you always have a choice I think it's one of the things like you always have a choice you always have a decision and it's how you go about your choice or your decision you know what I mean you 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 come to a I think we're always facing different cross paths and it's like all right I could do this or I could do this and some decisions are bigger or smaller than other decisions but I think they all shape up where you're trying to go or what you're trying to do or the path that you end up taking so I say that to say um, like you say, what are the powers that you feel? I feel like the powers are your decisions. Like I feel like the powers are, are should I, should I go ahead and go to this team or should I stay on this team? Or the powers are, should I really try to, should I type up this letter to go get this money or should I just try to take another route to get the money? You know what I mean? It's just different decisions or different obstacles you have in your life, and I feel like you always have the power or you always have the power of the decision. You know what I mean? It's always, you have the power to make the decision of what you want to do. It's just, you know what I mean? Making your decision. I feel like these books and different things, they kind of educate you and give you different thoughts when that moment comes to make the decision. Does that, does that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah. Perfectly. Perfectly, bro. I have a, I have a question based off of that then, bro. Could you let us know your best decision and your worst decision ever? I'm real spiritual, so I, w- I got to say your best decision is, you know what I mean, accepting God. You know what I mean? I'm real into that. I real believe in just different moves that I make. I believe in Jesus. So I feel like that's my best decision doing that, going about, you know what I mean, going about life, trying to make the right decisions. You know what I mean? I'm not, all my decisions are far from the right decisions. You feel me? But I would say that's my best decision. I feel like I don't think I would say my worst decision. I just think those every bad decision is just a life lesson. You know what I mean? It's just trying to, like, all right, I wouldn't do that again. I'd make a better decision here. But I wouldn't say I've had a worst decision because it's kind of like, it's life. You know what I mean? Like, it's life. You can't have all these regrets on life. But you kind of got to 
accept your accept your flaws and just kind of keep going with that. It's kind of I always say your worst decision is just trying to not accept your flaws. That would I say my worst decision just not trying to accept different flaws that I've had in my life, just trying to be somebody that I wasn't in that moment. So I would say that would just be my worst decision. But it's really just life lessons that I would say I'm trying to fix or get better with right now. No, a thousand percent, bro. A thousand percent. It was kind of a trick question. Not gonna lie, yeah. you you handled that flawlessly, bro. You handled that flawlessly. It's, uh, we always we always say uh, the worst decision is indecision, right? As long as you made a choice and you made it with with God and, and good spirit in mind, then there's no bad decisions, right? So, because yeah. I mean, who are you really trying to prove yourself to? Who are you really trying to show to? You know what I mean? You're proving yourself to you, to him, to your family and friends, but it's like. It's really yourself, you know what I mean? Like, I always into the song, uh, Me Versus Me. That's kind of my little go song, but it's really like that. Like, it's really you versus you out here. Like, everybody's on Instagram and these different social medias, and it's kind of like, I think people be like, I wonder what people think about this, but people really, I don't want to say they don't care, but everybody kind of in their own world of, like, I'm trying to do what I'm trying to do. You know what I mean? I remember Coach Tomlin used to always talk to us, and, He's a cap book, but he always used to talk to us and tell us, like, don't be telling everybody your problems. Like, a lot of these people take your problems and they just happy that they're your problems and not their problems. So it's like just different stuff like that. He used to call it uh, bitching or complaining. I don't mean to cuss on here, but complaining. But it's like telling somebody a problem that can't help you with your problem. It's just you're just spreading your problem. You know what I mean? If they can't help you, if it can't help you fix your problem or it's not helping you grow in getting better and it's just you know what i mean it's just kind of bitching or wasting time so uh, i feel i, I feel that bro speaking <laughs> of, speaking to coach tomlin was there like one person that you met in the nfl like you were like a little bit like whoa like you know what i'm saying like if i personally like met ray lewis i'd be like whoa like you know what i'm saying was there ever <laughs> that moment for you i mean i grew up a seahawks i always loved earl you know, I played safety. Like, Earl and Cam were always kind of, like, my guys a little bit. So, when I got up there, I was like, all right, like, I'm up here. Like, like this, this is here. Like, whoa. I mean, Troy was kind of, whoa. Like, that's Troy. You feel me? Like, it's Troy. Like, he's one of the best players that ever played back there. So, that was pretty cool. I was young when I met him. But it's kind of cool. Every time I see him, I would say we always – he'll give me a hug. It's always love. Like, he's somebody, like, I can say, like, him being him. It's a woe that he's so cool with me. Do you see what I mean? Because it's like, you're Troy. Like, you're one of the best players ever played football. Like, certain moments like that. So, I'd probably would say that. But people are regular people. You know what I mean? It'd be the same people you meet in high school, the same ones you meet in college. It's kind of like we've all had our journeys in the sport or out sport or in life. So, it's like people are people. I like to get to know people and know, like, kind of get the knowledge, like, stuff like this or, like, who is the person to, you know what I mean? I've met some dope people like in this league. So, yeah. No, nah, that's what's up, bro. That's what's up. There's, there, yeah, there's always like, like you said, it's weird. It's, it's weird because like my high school uh, in Minnesota, like a lot of people went to the league and it, it was just so normal. Like my old line coach was a Hall of Famer, right? So it's like, you get so desensitized to it. Like Larry Fitzgerald pulling up to our practice for fun, right? And you just mm-hmm. like, yo, Larry's here again, right? So, right. It, it, like you said, I, I really want the listeners to soak that in, especially listeners who haven't had a chance to be 
um, in those types of environments, it's like, yo, it's just regular people, right? And maybe <laughs> that'll help somebody approach them honestly better um, and mm. be able to really build that, that, that relationship. Uh, bro, we got about 10 minutes left. Zoom's not trying to let us be great, Brody. So I'm going <laughs> to ask you the second question that we ask all of our guests, bro. If I was to drop off $1,000 cash to you right now, how would you choose to invest it, whether in yourself, into, into your own personal development or into a financial vehicle? I always believe you should invest in yourself, but I feel like investing in yourself could be investing in a financial vehicle. So it's kind of like a double thing. I believe in making your money, make money. So I believe if you got a thousand, like, I, I kind of have this talk with my friends a lot. I'd be like, all right, you got a thousand. Like, what can you do with that? And that's a lot of money. It's not a lot of money, but I would just say, I would probably tell a thousand to start off. I would be like, take a little piece of that, maybe two, three, four hundred of that try to put it into something to make some money with that. And then I'd be like, probably take what, 20%, another 10, 20%. I'd just be like, break this up. But somehow you'd have to try to make that make some money. Maybe if it was a day trade or Forex or something like that, just to make some money. And then, or Robin Hood, you know what I mean? Or maybe, maybe, maybe you take that and go get some workout equipment. Then you start working people out or something. Like I would just say it like that, like somehow, you could benefit from it, but yet it would be helping you grow. So whether it's like to a little homie, like a, a freshman or something, I'd be like, man, maybe you could use that to go try to get a car or something. And now you can Uber the car. Now that makes you some money. Now you're okay. And now you can get around to like just something slick like that. You see what I mean? So I'd be like, find a way to help it benefit you, but yet help you, help you, help you. That makes sense. So yeah. Yeah. I think that that's a that's a great way to to really take things and and I think it's it's vital to just understand right bro like you you have a lot of information and knowledge on real estate but I like how you started you know with small things that you could do to really understand how to make them flips happen right I think that's something that we learn from experience but in school they really just teach us about real estate but it's it's honestly very far off unless you know yeah, how to really get capital like, yeah, they don't really teach us what to do yeah. exactly exactly bro if you if you had like let's let's say that you you had you were just starting off right and, and you had never invested in anything never tried to create anything right what would be the first the first step that you would just take just to even get knowledge about what to go do i would go ask you know what i mean i think the first step is knowledge i don't think you can do anything without knowing what you're doing or understanding what you're doing so i think i would go either try to find some type of these little classes that tell you different stuff and just listen to that, or I would go ask somebody that's in there doing it. And then I would go from there. I think the first step, you got to know what you're trying to accomplish. Like you got to know your goal and what you're trying to get to. You know what I mean? If you're just blindly doing it, I don't think you can get nowhere with it. A thousand, bro. A thousand. That mentorship is dope, bro. Um, with that being said, do you have any last words that you would like the listeners to know? Uh, anything that you want them to be on the lookout coming from you for the next couple of months before we have you on the pod again, bro? Um, or any anything else you want to share? Stay focused. That's what I tell people. Just stay focused. Like I'm focused on my goals right now. I'm just trying to accomplish some different things financially and personally. And I would just tell people just stay focused. You know what I mean? Like whatever it is that you're trying to do you can do it's just you got to stay focused on your goal it's easy to say you want to do something but it's just those other things it's those little details that get your goal accomplished you know what i mean so i say like if what you're whatever it is that you out here you set out to do 
to stay focused on it and stay focused on the little things to accomplish it. I think you'll accomplish whatever it is you're trying to do. Definitely, bro. Well, we appreciate that that message and, and all the messages that you share with us. Again, we're really grateful to have you on the podcast. I look forward to the episode dropping, and, and I think it's going to have a great response because uh, you gave a lot of great sauce, bro. Um, and with that being said, uh, again, you know who you're rocking with. It's the Money Fiends. It's your boy, Mac. Shout out to Mikey and Malachi, man. We all going to link up soon. And typically, stay focused. Let's get to it. We out.